gather around boys and girls because it is time for another podcast from your boy Ruby Rube at Gathering Strength. With me as always, DJ Khalid. Hit him with another one. Now I'm going to hit y'all with the word of the day right off the bat because I ain't messing around. Now the word of the day is extraneous. What does that mean? Oh, hey, glad you asked. Well, the definition of extraneous is irrelevant or unrelated to the subject being dealt with. Like, for example, let's say you have a goal or a dream and you share it with, with a buddy or a pal and they and they cast all types of doubt on you. And they're like, you know what? You can't do that. You know what? Their thoughts, their opinions are irrelevant. They're extraneous. Hey, now that we have identified another vocabulary word to enhance the arsenal in which we can spit fire, let's move on. What am I going to be talking about? What is the meat and potatoes? What is the point of today's subject? Am I going to be talking about tic-tac-toe strategy? No. Am I going to talk about how I never let my son beat me in a game of checkers? No. Oh, I know what I'm going to be talking about. I'm going to be talking about my love for quotes. Yep. I love a good quote. And the best of these quotes out there have potential to change the trajectory of your life. Today's quote is brought to you by a man named Ralph Waldo Emerson. He was a novelist, an essayist, a poet, philanthropist, and philosopher. I I love a good philosopher. This man is known for a lot of great quotes, considering the body of work that he did, but I've sorted out through a lot of his, a lot of his work. You know what? I, I went through all of it. I read all of his books, all of his essays, all of his poems, everything. And the best quote that I was able to find is this. The first wealth is health. Now, we all know what wealth is. Wealth is to be abundantly supplied in something. Usually when people talk about wealth, they talk about money. Hey, that guy is wealthy. That guy is rich, and that guy over there is wealthy. I guess the difference between rich and wealthy is is the difference between, let's see, I don't know, some... Some celebrity who has like a million dollars, yeah, they're rich. But Jeff Bezos, man, that guy's wealthy. He's uber wealthy. And we all know what health is, right? I'm not going to explain that. You guys know what health is. So why would Ralph Waldo Emerson... Why would he attribute health to being the first wealth? Well... He identified that having all the money in the world, having the mansions, the jets, every luxury in life, 
can be greatly, greatly diminished if you do not have the health to be able to enjoy it. Now, it is hard for us healthy people to put ourselves in the bodies of someone who is chronically and acutely in pain 24-7. It's hard for us to, to imagine that. But, you know, use your imagination and think about what would it feel like for every footstep that you take to be so painful that you don't even want to want to walk, that you don't even want to get out of your bed. Imagine being in pain to where the slight twisting of your torso is just excruciating. Imagine just being in pain to where, hey, you need assistance to get out of bed, to go and do all of the luxuries that the healthy person has the independence to go out and do. Like, for example, you know, taking a shower. The strength and coordinate and uh, coordination and balance that it takes to stand in a shower and being able to get that soap all lathery and scrub your own scalp and let those soap suds slide down the crack of your butt. That is a luxury. You know what? We take that for granted because we have an abundance of health. We are wealthy in health. Now, there was a another little passage in a book that I read. It's not going to be verbatim, but it stated that health lies upon the... or health is a crown that lies upon a healthy person's head that only an ill person can see. Now, because we have all this strength and we're in the shower and we're doing these things that we take for granted, being able to get out of bed, brush our teeth, being able to enjoy a beautiful day, being able to, to provide all of these services that bring us joy that we take for granted. Now, when we all of the suddenly have our health taken away from us, man, that is when you realize that your health is everything. And you know what? If you were given the choice, it's probably going to be hard for you to imagine this. But let's say, hey, you have a choice of having Jeff Bezos' wealth, but you're just going to be bedridden. Yeah, sure. You'll have the yacht. You'll have the helicopter, the jets, but you're just going to be bedridden. And even... The simple fact of opening your eyelids is going to be so painful and so heavy that, hey, that is just going to be your fate. So you can have all this wealth, but you're going to be bedridden, and it's going to be a heavy lift for you to even open up your, your eyelids. And um, comparing opening your eyelids to a heavy lift, because in the book written by my buddy Brian Boyle, he was in a coma for many, many weeks. I forget the exact time, but he was awake and aware in his body. But because of the pain that he was in, 
His family, friends, and doctors, they thought he was in a coma, but he was able to hear. And there's a passage in his book to where he would try to open up his eyes, but he equated the the lift, the simple lift of him opening up his eyes brought him so much pain. And it was so heavy. And because I, I listened to this in an audiobook form, when I heard that, I was like, man, this guy, Brian Boyle, who was young and strong and athletic, lifted weights, you know, a physically active kid, he equated to lifting his eyelids to being so hard. And that that resonated with me. I was like, man, here here I am, blinking my eyes like a like a maniac. I I have none of these problems. My body works. I'm able to run, skip, jump, hop, play without any pain. And to go back to Ralph Waldo Emerson's quote, health is the first wealth. There are many different types of health. You can have a strong body, but you can be unhealthy emotionally to where, hey, yeah, sure, you are bringing your healthy body everywhere, but because of the perspective that you have on everything, you are a Debbie Downer. You are seeing the negative aspect in life everywhere. You are cynical, you're pessimistic, And because of that, you are repulsive. Nobody likes to be around that person. You are the person who comes out and yells at the kids for playing on your lawn. Get off my lawn! You have essentially turned into an old person. Yeah, sure, you might have a young body. But in your mind, you are an old, bitter person. And emotionally, how about... You know, no one can no one wants to talk to someone who loses their their emotions every single time, whether they, they, they start crying for these little reasons or if they throw temper tantrums all the time. No one wants to go to a party with that guy. You have to be strong emotionally. You have to have a wealth of emotional intelligence and emotional stability. What about your your finances? You have to have a firm grasp on your finances. You can't obtain your highest goals, dreams, with no capital. You're going to have to spend some money to make some money. And if you are chronically stressed about your finances, and if you are buried under a mountain of debt, that's going to skew your reality. That is going to skew how you move. That is going to skew everything that you do. You're going to be looking at your life through a lens of a financial inadequacy. What about your spirit? Whether you believe you have a spirit or not. Hey, you know, your spirit can come from the universe, from God. Maybe even your your lucky rabbit's foot. Maybe you, you pray to that. 
We all have a spirit. We all have something in us that guides us. That still small voice. That little Jiminy Cricket. We all have that little little conscience that uh, that tells us right from wrong. And if we frequently ignore that still small voice, then you can bet your bottom dollar that you have been thoroughly led into the wilderness. Once again, your, your buddy Ruby Rube tells you this stuff because I want you to have a buff bank, a buff body, a buff mind, and a buff spirit. All of these things need to be well-rounded. Now, to take another quote and apply it into this episode, in which I will build upon, watch me. Isaac Newton, that smart guy, he said, if I have seen further... It is only because I stand upon the giants that have come before me. Now, Isaac Newton, he realized that all of his work that he revolutionized and discovered and invented, that came off all of the stuff that the men before him did so that he can build upon what they did. And he's only being able to see further because of the men that did the backbreaking work before he came so that he can see further. And now because Ralph Waldo Emerson said health is the first wealth, your boy Ruby Rube, I'm going to stand on his shoulders and I'm going to build upon his quote. Oh yeah, I have the audacity. The audacity to come up with my own quote based upon your boy Ralph Waldo Emerson. So here, here it is. Here's my quote. And who knows, maybe it might be your favorite quote. Health is the first wealth, but discipline is the legal tender. Oh no, what did I do? What did I do? Did I just ruin this man's quote? Or did I just make it awesomer? Oh yeah, I'm making up my own quotes and my own words. Awesomer. I just made that that man's quote a little bit more awesomer. Oh yeah. Rather than being a philosopher, I'm going to be an awesomizer. Man, write that down. I'm making up my own words, quotes, and and podcast. When you have your own podcast, you can do whatever the hell you want and no one is going to tell you otherwise. So, on my podcast, I make up my own philosophical quotes, I make up my own books, I make up my own episodes, I make up my own words. I'm an awesomeizer doing awesome things. Anyways, as you can tell people, I like the smell of my own farts. On to the quote. Let's break that quote down. Now the quote once again, health is wealth and discipline is the legal tender. Now your boy Ruby Rube is going to hit you with another word of the day. Because we need to get to the to the meat and potatoes. The inner innards of discipline. And if you can't handle two words of the day and it's too much for your mind and your nose starts to trickle some blood... I'm going to suggest that you turn off this episode and consult your physician. Now for the 
for the strong out there who can't handle this second word of the day. The definition of discipline is the practice of training people to obey rules or a code of behavior using punishment to correct disobedience. Now, discipline as it pertains to health. We need to practice and train people to obey the rules that allow us to acquire health. And we we don't just want a little bit of health. We want to be wealthy. Wealthy and abundantly supplied and equipped with health. Because according to that brilliant mind, Ralph Waldo Emerson, he says the first wealth is health. And your boy Ruby Rube, I want you to have the buff bank, the buff body, the buff mind, and the buff spirit. So we need to learn some discipline. We need to learn to obey some rules that allow us to accumulate and acquire these healthy attributes of the buff body, mind, spirit, and heart. And if we don't learn these rules, hey, then according to the definition of discipline, um, we're, we, we're gonna end up having to be punished in order to correct the disobedience that falls outside of being disciplined. And you do not want to be disciplined and punished and find yourself on the receiving end of a spanking because your healthy habits are resulting in a in a butt whooping. Yep. Oh, Ruby Rube, gonna take off that belt, bend you over my knee, and give your bottom some smacking. Oh yeah, just imagine that. I will come to your house, take off my belt, and I will give you some discipline. Maybe even ground you. No phone for you for a week. That's right. I'm gonna come to your house. I'm going to look at you, and if you're, if you're unhealthy, and if you're flabby, oh, plan on getting a spanking. But I'm only doing this because I love you, and just know that it hurts me to give you this, this discipline, this serving of adequate butt whoopings. That's going to hurt me more than it hurts you. <sighs> now, I like to use the... The metaphor of or analogy or uh, imaginative speaking of having a buff body having a buff bank having a buff spirit and having a buff heart I want those to be jacked I want I want all those realms all those attributes to measure a healthy person I want you to have veins popping out of your veins I want your veins to have veins that's what I'm saying so We need to learn the discipline that allows us the legal tender to be abundantly wealthy in health. And how do we do that? We need to learn and analyze when we are lacking, when we are are in debt in all of these departments. We need to go out and earn some of this discipline so we can go and buy that health. Because, as I said before, 
You can't go onto Amazon and buy health. You can't DoorDash um, some health with your orange chicken from Panda Express. Nope. You got to earn some discipline. Now, obviously, for the for the healthy body, for the healthy human, we're going to have to do our exercises. And as much as that can be a pain in some people's butts to have to spend some time investing on getting their heart to pump a little bit faster and the uh, to be considered a cardiovascular exercise, we're going to have to lift some weights. We're going to have to do these things that make us uncomfortable. But think about it this way. Let's say your workout is 25 minutes or, hey, 15 minutes, whatever it is, 10, 15 minutes. That little 10, 15 minute workout of quote unquote being uncomfortable, that's only 10, 15 minutes. And now you have earned yourself a little bit of confidence, a little bit of discipline that got you a little bit of legal tender which is now being used on your behalf to purchase some health. Now let's say you don't do those workouts and those are too hard and you don't find them valuable enough to invest the time that would get you that discipline. Well now, because you are not working out or exercising, the accumulative disadvantage over time that that grants you Now, hey, you are 24 hours a a day much weaker. You are 24 hours a day not stimulated. You are 24 hours a day in a worser situation than if you would have put in that 10, 15 minutes. Hey, and your boy Ruby Rube is saying that it doesn't take a lot of time to get this money. It just takes up consistently showing up every single day and doing just a little bit of something. That little 10, 15 minute workout, I guarantee you, when you start doing it, when you finally step into whatever mindset that you need to step into to get in that 10 minute workout, I guarantee it, that momentum and that time your 10-minute workout is going to turn into a 17-minute workout. And now you went the extra mile. And now you're feeling good. You have a little sweat going on. You're feeling the endorphins being secreted from your brain. You're having a rush of dopamine and serotonin. Hey, and you know what you're doing there? You are intrinsically rewarding yourself. Your brain is saying, hey, I didn't want to do this. But I'm glad that I did. And because you got a, a legit natural dopamine hit and a serotonin hit, your brain is going to start rewiring itself to crave that feeling. You're going you're gonna to feel pumped. You're going to feel good. And once again, your boy Ruby Rube wants the best for you. That's why I'm trying to suggest that, hey, we don't need to go and run a damn marathon. We don't need to go and do all these crazy things. We just need to show up for 10 minutes. 10 minutes so that you can get your daily bread. That 10-minute workout, that's going to be a little grain of sand. But 
those little sands are going to accumulate to filling up an entire beach. Those little snowflakes, those little snowflakes that drop, you find one, you know, look underneath a, a, micro, a microscope, they're beautiful. But even though it's super tiny, say that to the avalanche. Say that to the avalanche. Like, hey, avalanche, you're not going to bury me because you're just a tiny little snowflake. You're just a bunch of tiny little snowflakes, avalanche. And the avalanche is coming down and be like, I'm warning you, get out of my way. You're going to get buried. And you're like, no, avalanche, I know that you're just made out of a little snowflake. And then the avalanche is like, bro, I done warned you. Now, whoosh, buried. You are now buried in all of those teeny tiny little snowflakes. And that is the equivalence of your life showing up every single day to get a little snowflake so that you can then bury all of the weaknesses that you have. Those little snowflakes pile up into victories, into gains, into confidence, and essentially you will wind up wealthy in health. Now let's give it up for a round of applause for your boy Ralph Waldo Emerson for saying all those years ago, health is the first wealth. Let's give it up for, for that guy because he knew even back then that once again you can have it all except for health and be so much in a crappier situation. Now let's say you have a healthy body but you're you're just emotionally unintelligent, you're spiritually bankrupt, you're negative all day, you have no money, but hey, you have a healthy body. That's that's still not balanced because there are these other realms that your boy Ruby Rube identified for you that we need to take account of. Are we in poverty as it pertains to our mind? Are we in poverty as it pertains to our spirit? Are we in poverty as it pertains to our real poverty? Do we have any money? No, all of these little attributes, all, all of these realms that make us who we are, they all need to be accounted for. Health is the first wealth. Wealth is the first health. However you want to say it, your boy Ruby Rube wants you rolling in the, the dough. I want you to have that uh, that that Donald Duck money, that that rich uncle, where he's just swimming in a pool of gold coins. That's what I want for myself, in all the realms that can be measured, and that's what I want for you too. And you know what? That's why I share these things because when I come across these quotes and these historical figures who have said something wor worthy of value and attention many years ago. It makes me stop in my tracks and I think about it. And and then I measure up my life to the quote. And meanwhile, you know, I'm, I'm not uber, uber wealthy. 
I don't have a million dollars. I don't have all all of these things that the world would measure as as you know being rich or s- successful or this and that. But I've come a long way. I've come a long way for sure. So your boy Ruby Rube hitting you with some quotes, making up new words. And hopefully sowing a little seed of something positive into the minds, into the hearts of the people who ever listen to this. And that is the purpose of of sharing the, these quotes, because essentially they 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 drop a, a little seed of thought into your mind. You know, and I'm I'm gonna be like uh, I'm gonna be like salt and pepper. <sighs> push it. I'm gonna push, push my seed of a thought into your mind, and we're gonna con- conceive together a, a little thought baby. Oh yeah, I'm gonna push deep into your mind. Uh, I'm gonna push deep into your mind this little thought baby. Cause you know what? Guess what? Hey, dim those lights right now. Nobody's looking. Light those candles. Close the blinds. And if you have kids, go ahead and put them to bed. Because we're going to make all kinds of animalistic calls from the wild. Oh yeah. I'm going to push my my thought seed into your mind. And our our little thought baby. Yep. It's going to grow and produce. Hey. But just don't, don't count on me for any thought baby child support. Nope. You're on your own for this one. But hey, don't worry. Your thought baby, your thought baby is going to produce for you more than I ever could. So, (sighs) push it. All right. If you made it this far, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you to. Put your clothes back on. Go ahead and blow those candles out. Open up those blinds. Ooh, and go ahead and smoke a cigarette because you probably need one. That's what I'm going to go and do right now. So until next time, it's onward. Always onward.